0: On today's episode, the Chicago Blackhawks made another wave of cuts this morning, which included sending Lucas Reichel to the Rockford IceHogs of the AHL. I'll get into an updated look at the Blackhawks training camp roster, and then I'll also unveil who comes in at number two on my top 10 prospects list. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. Your Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Tuesday, October 4th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you can also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast. Go and rate the show with five stars as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then you can also go and leave me a review. And the best part of it all, about it all is that it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast. Go and follow the show right now and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then you got to be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube because each and every episode from here on out, folks, will have a video uploaded to YouTube as well. So if you haven't done so already, please Go and show some support by subscribing to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. Also, go and smash the like button on this video down below. And last, turn on those notifications. Go and ring the bell so that way you can know exactly when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right. Good morning. Thank you all for tuning into another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one-stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen Here to start off your day. To kick things off this morning, folks, we just saw the Chicago Blackhawks make another round of cuts, which included Lucas Reichel, Isaac Phillips, Cole Gutman, Michael Tepley, Josiah Slavin, Cale Howarth, and David Gust. The Blackhawks are really starting to trim their training camp roster down now that we're only eight days away from the start of the regular season. And we've also seen All the junior players, for the most part, go back to their respected clubs. Nolan Allen's gone. Ethan Del Mastro, most recently, Samuel Savoy and Kevin Korczynski. Paul Ludwinski and Colton Dock are still around. I think Colton Dock actually is about to practice here in full capacity for the first time since suffering that concussion during the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase. But uh, I expect he and Ludwinski to be set back to juniors any day now. Uh, so with all this going down, the Blackhawks' official opening night roster is you know, starting to take a little form. Things are be- beginning to shape up a little bit here, and I wanted to talk about all the groups that are starting to form here, or the groups that we are aware of now, whether that's <clears throat> top six guys, bottom six guys, NHL-level defensemen, AHL-level defensemen, fringe guys fighting for jobs, and then also the players we know are likely to be Rockford bound. Uh, With the regular season being just over a week away, it seems like the Blackhawks are really starting to make their their final moves and uh, are really looking to to cut things down by a pretty good margin here in the next couple of days. And I was actually going to uh, put this episode out earlier today, but fortunately, I got some whispers that some more cuts were going to be happening right before practice today. So That's why this episode didn't come out at 8 a.m. this morning. I know I said yesterday with the schedule, uh, I'd like to have every episode Tuesday through Friday be out by 8 a.m., but because I knew there were roster moves coming, it wouldn't really make sense to make a show and then have it a couple hours later not be relevant anymore. So uh, after the Blackhawks have made this new wave of cuts, like I mentioned, I want to kind of keep, keep you all updated on what the groups are looking like right now, what jobs are still up for grabs, and who we know is heading down to the Rockford Ice Hogs. Uh, first, among the players that are left on the Blackhawks training camp, let's start with all the guys that I believe, um, from what I've learned in the preseason, the guys who are going to be headed to Rockford here sometime rather soon, if they haven't already. We already saw Michael Tepley. As I mentioned, Kale Howorth got sent down, David Gust. Uh, we saw Isaac Phillips, which was a little bit of a surprise to me because I thought Phillips uh, was right behind Vlasic and Regula in the pecking order in terms of snagging one of those available jobs for opening night. But um, looks like they've already dictated that Isaac Phillips is going to begin the season with the Rockford Ice Hugs. But <clears throat> getting into the players that still remain on the training camp roster, who I believe will be heading down to Rockford, uh, I think Brett Sini is probably someone who el- who is also going to be assigned to Rockford here sometime soon. He has a lot of good AHL experience, but I don't think he's one of the forwards who are pushing hard for one of those depth jobs or anything along those lines. I do believe he's going to start in the AHL as well. Uh, I had David Gust listed in here, but we already know he's been assigned to Rockford. Uh, Mike Hardman, someone who hasn't really gotten a lot of action here in the preseason. I know he's been a bit banged up, but I fully believe he's going to be sent down to Rockford here sometime soon. And then Luke Philp as well, another kind of guy like Brett Sini, who's been around at the AHL level for a while, put up some decent numbers there, but nothing to get him over the hump and to get him into the NHL to open up the year. So those are the forwards who I expect that haven't been assigned to Rockford already, but should be here in the next couple of days if I had to guess. Uh, on defense, I certainly didn't have Isaac Phillips going back this early, but I expect Nicholas Bodan and Philip Rose both to be assigned to Rockford. Uh, Bodan, man. I just think he kind of needs a change of scenery. It just isn't working for him right now in Chicago, and he's clearly behind a lot of the other guys when he played. I think it was Saturday against Detroit was when he played. Just didn't make a lot of great plays, had some poor reads. I don't know. It just doesn't look like it's working for him here in Chicago. It might be time to kind of consider sending him elsewhere and take what we can get in return for him. Uh, but I believe Nicholas Bodan is going to be starting the year in Rockford for sure. And then Philip Rose, he had some flashes, and he's someone I talked about throughout the summer, given his experience in the SHL and the size that he has, uh, a good physical defensive game. I thought he was someone who could push for one of those jobs, but I, I even have him behind Phillips at this point, who was just sent down to Rockford. So maybe, you know, they'll give Rose an extra look here, but I don't think he's been more impressive than. Uh, either Ragula or Vlasic, and as I mentioned, uh, not Isaac Phillips either. So I expect Philip Rose to be beginning the season in Rockford. And then in the net, I have Mitchell Weeks. I mean, he's the only goaltender left besides Peter Morazic and Alex Stalock. Arvid Soderblom has already been assigned to Rockford. Uh, so that position for the Blackhawks is pretty clear cut at this point. Morazic's going to be the one. Uh, Stalock's going to be the number two. Even though Arvid Soderblom could be the best goaltender in the system right now, he is going to be Uh, the starter for the Rockford Icehawks for the majority of this season unless an injury happens at the NHL level. I expect him to stay there. Now, getting into the more intriguing part, getting into the top six forwards for the Blackhawks, and I had Lucas Reichel slotted into this group, but now we know he's not going to be up with the Blackhawks to open up the year, and listen, I know there are people that are going to be disappointed by that decision, and Lucas Reichel probably Not even probably. He is one of the Blackhawks' 12 best forwards right now. But we've heard Kyle Davidson reiterate how patient they want to be with Reichel. They don't want to just be 100% ready. They want to be 110%, 120%. They want to absolutely know that he can handle NHL action when they call him up full-time. And there are still tons of benefits going down to Rockford. I've said this with a ton of guys who are young. Lucas Reichel is going to play a massive role for the Rockford Ice Hogs. He's going to be the guy there, going to be a top-line guy, top-line center probably, and he'll play on the power play. I'm sure they'll give him some chances on the penalty kill to try and develop that side of his game, but he just gets to go and work and try to get better day in and day out and not have any pressure on his shoulders really. I mean, there'll still be some pressure in Rockford to kind of carry that team, but I think it's a better situation for him to be in as opposed to on a Blackhawks team that is uh, going to be losing a lot. He'd still gain tons of good experience at the NHL. Don't get me wrong, but I think this is kind of a win-win for the Blackhawks. I think either way they chose, it was going to be a benefit for Lucas Reichel. So don't be pissed, Blackhawks fans. Trust me, we're going to see plenty of Lucas Reichel in the future. Front office just wants to be extra patient and extra cautious with him. I understand because he's the best forward prospect they've had in quite a while. And they they want to make sure that he's going to be as good as possible. So I like them not rushing him onto the scene, but it is definitely a, a little bit tough to know that he's not going to be part of the Blackhawks lineup when they open up next week against the Avs. But getting into the top six forwards real quick here, we've seen the top line be Andreas Athanasiu, Mags Domi, and Patrick Kane for the last couple of weeks. But I don't think that, I think Domi and Kane are locked in. I don't know if Andreas Athanasiu is locked in there, like he just hasn't taking it full advantage of his opportunity. He's gotten so many scoring chances. He just hasn't been able to bury them. And I think that's kind of going to be the determining factor for him this season. With that type of speed, he's going to get his opportunities. It's just about whether or not he's going to be able to capitalize on those. And so far, he just hasn't been able to. He's also been deferring the puck to Patrick Kane a lot. I think they're going to give Athens, CU another shot to kind of solidify his spot on that top line. But I would not say he's set in stone as uh, the first line left winger here. Wouldn't be at all surprised to see, you know, maybe Taylor Radish get bumped back up. And perhaps we could see Athanasiu with Johnson and uh, Taze instead of Radish with Taze and Johnson on the second line, like we've seen the last couple of weeks. Maybe even Colin Blackwell gets up there. I personally think this should be the top six group. But uh, if Athanasiu doesn't look good here in the next week, I wouldn't be shocked if they decided to put someone else on the top line with Domi and Kane. But I do agree that these six players, players—Athanasiu, Domi, Kane, Radish, Taves, and Tyler Johnson, now that Lucas Reichel is out of the picture, I definitely agree that these are going to be the top six forwards. If I had to choose, at least, these would be my top six forwards. uh, And we're just kind of going to have to see how it all shakes out. But I, I think Colin Blackwell is the only one that could be a surprise here. I personally... Would keep these six as the Blackhawks top six when the season opens up in just eight days. All right, there's the first part of my Blackhawks updated roster outline. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the bottom six forwards. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And if you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, then you are seriously depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor Cookie Dough Chunk Puffs have a light and chewy texture. They got real cookie dough chunks in them. And of course, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Cookie dough chunk puffs are also only 160 calories and they have a whopping 15 grams of protein in them. So run on over to built.com to snag a box for you and the family. It'll be the perfect treat. Or you can also find a really good hiding place and just hoard them for yourself because you're gonna love the new cookie dough chunk puff. Whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat, or just need to grab a quick bite to eat, Built is the perfect protein bar. And all you have to do right now is go to Bilt.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your next order. You just have to use the promo code LOCKED15 when you go to Bilt.com and you'll get 15% off your next Built bar order. All right, we're back here on the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast excuse me, quick sip of coffee to keep things going. Getting into segment two, carrying over from segment one, let's go and look at uh, an updated look at the bottom six forwards now for the Blackhawks and kind of how all that is shaping up at the moment. So with Boris Kachuk now out four to six weeks due to a right ankle sprain, which is Really unfortunate for him. He was being a wrecking machine out there uh, for the Blackhawks his last time out, hitting everything, providing some energy and intensity. Uh, and that's kind of what I think he needs to do. That's kind of his role. And I would love to see him do that on the fourth line this year. But uh, now that he's out for the start of the regular season, things are kind of more set in stone, I believe, in terms of who uh, the bottom six forwards are going to be on opening night. because. When you take a look at kind of an ideal third line, I think would be Colin Blackwell, if in fact he's not bumped up into the top six. I personally think the, good, the third line is a really good place for him. At center, I think the Blackhawks are going to have Sam Lafferty. Not sure he can play center full-time for an entire season, but I do think it's worth the gamble with the way that he can get up and down the ice and impact the game on both sides. I like giving Sam Lafferty an opportunity at center there. I think he would mesh really well with what Colin Blackwell provides. And then on the right wing, I would have Philip Kurashev. Kind of a tough fit for him because neither Lafferty or Blackwell are known as offensive-minded players. They're more grinders who can chip in offensively from time to time. I don't know if this is exactly the right place to have Kurashev, but I also don't think he is going to be a top six player. So this might be the role that he kind of needs to form and the type of player he needs to become into because I don't think he's good enough offensively to be a consistent point producer, and he's going to have to find ways to impact the game uh, differently and to kind of put his stamp on things. And one thing we heard about him when he was younger was how good he was defensively, and that was probably always going to be more so the strength of his game than the offense. So I'd I'd really like to see Kershev kind of take on this checking role in in, uh, full swing here this season and kind of round out his game more than just a skinny, fast skater who can do some things offensively every now and then. He's going to have to kind of round his game out, I think, in order to have a chance to be a full-time NHLer. And a good opportunity to learn how to do that is by playing with Colin Blackwell and Sam Lafferty. So on paper, I think it's kind of clear-cut that that should be the Blackhawks' third line, again, if Colin Blackwell isn't bumped up into the lineup. And then with Boris Kachuk out, the perfect fourth line to me would be Jujar Kara, McKenzie and Whistle, and Reese Johnson. I think all three of those guys especially Kara. I mean, we know he's an NHL veteran, but even Entwistle and Johnson, I think they showed enough at the end of last season to kind of get another crack together on the fourth line. And I get that it's a different coaching staff and they're going to have to make their mark with Luke Richardson and his assistant coaches. Um, but I think these, these guys are set up more so than the other guys who are kind of on the fringe fighting for jobs. I think they're a little bit more set in stone and established this far in their career already. And also are younger. It's a good mix. Younger guys who aren't just stepping onto the scene. They've gotten a little bit of experience under their belt, and now it's kind of time to become full-time NHLers for both Mackenzie Entwistle and Reese Johnson. So I personally would expect them to be on the fourth line when the Blackhawks open up the season against Colorado. But there are some fringe guys that I want to talk about for a second who are certainly going to be gunning for those jobs and still are with just a week to go before the season begins. And the four guys I have listed, the three guys, excuse me, I really thought Cole Gutman was going to be one of them. But Blackhawks decided to send him back down to Rockford already. He had a really solid camp, really solid summer, honestly. And uh, maybe, you know, he does need a little bit more experience, but I thought he was right there personally. And out of this group, I might have been the most impressed with Cole Gutman. In the past couple of weeks, but the three guys that are left on the Blackhawks roster that are fighting for some of those final jobs and honestly could be uh depth guys when the when the year opens up, Josiah Slavin, Buddy Robinson, and Dylan Sakura. My only thing for Slavin, he probably could be in the lineup on opening night, but like Lucas Reichel, I think he also could benefit from going back down to the Rockford Icehogs. And we've seen him kind of take on a leadership role with the young guys, so. Yeah, I don't know if you want to use Slavin as a depth piece when he could be playing every night in Rockford. I think that personally gives Buddy Robinson and Dylan Secura a leg up in terms of making the Blackhawks NHL roster. I don't think they're going to be in the lineup on opening night, but they are two kind of perfect guys veterans. We already know what they are at this point of of their careers. They don't need to further develop their game at the AHL. It would just make more sense to have Buddy Robinson and Dylan Sakura be the extras to open up the year rather than Josiah Slavin, who really could benefit from some more time with the Rockford Icehogs. So those are the three guys who are trying to snatch up jobs here in the final week of training camp. Uh, We'll see if Josiah Slavin makes it, but like Lucas Reichel, since he's already gone down, i Expect Josiah Slavin to be sent down along with him in the next couple of days here. Now, as for the Blackhawks defense, it's really interesting right now because not only is Jake McCabe out to start the year, but we don't know what's going on with Caleb Jones at this point. He suffered a shoulder injury uh, during Sunday's game in Milwaukee and was forced to exit early. Didn't get much of an update from head coach Luke Richardson this far. I'm sure he'll probably be asked about it following practice here today. So Probably we'll have an update on tomorrow's show. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that it's nothing serious, but Caleb Jones isn't ready for the start of the year. This Blackhawks defense is getting thin, thin, thin. And in terms of the guys who have already locked up jobs, we know if McCabe's healthy, he's going to be there, but we're putting him out of the picture right now. I'm assuming Caleb Jones is going to be healthy when I'm including him in this group. So we have five guys, Caleb Jones, his brother Seth, of course, Connor Murphy. Riley Stillman, who I think still has a lot to prove to this new coaching staff, but because of his experience and his age, I think he's a lock to make the opening night roster. That makes four. And then there's also Jack Johnson, who hasn't gotten a lot of action in the preseason, but that's because he doesn't need to. He's a veteran Stanley Cup champion who played a lot of games this past summer. I think it was a good idea by the Blackhawks to kind of give him some rest and ease him into this season. Uh, But those are the Blackhawks' five defensemen, again, assuming Caleb Jones is healthy, that they'll roll with to start the season. And you're going to expect them to carry seven. We saw Isaac Phillips go down today. So to me, all signs are pointing towards Alex Vlasic and Alec Regula being the final two defensemen on this roster. We could see Jakob Galvis, but uh, I think he's going back to Rockford. I think both Vlasic and Regula have been more impressive than he has in the preseason, We also haven't seen a whole lot of Galvis because I feel like the Blackhawks, again, already sort of know what he is. Sure, he could, you know, still round out his game a little bit more, but uh, Vlasic and Regula have more upside and have more potential than Galvis does because of where they're at in his careers versus him. So yeah, maybe Galvis makes it. Maybe even Philip Rose makes it. I doubt it because... I just think Vlasic and Regula are a step ahead at this point, and it's pretty clear cut. I mean, we've seen Vlasic play with Seth Jones throughout the majority of training camp, and I would expect him to open up the season in that same spot as well. And then Alec Regula, the Blackhawks need a right handed shot on defense. So I think Regula just makes a lot of sense to be in the opening night lineup. Both of those two look great at the end of last season, they've done a whole lot of good thus far in training camp. We'll see, but. I'm 99.9% confident that Alex Vlasic and Alec Regula are going to be the final two defensemen on the Blackhawks roster, but things could change if Caleb Jones isn't ready when the season begins here in just eight days. Before I wrap up the show for today, folks, I still have to unveil who comes in at number two on my Blackhawks Summer 2022 Top 10 Prospects list. And some of you may have noticed that it's taken me uh, extra long to get this one out. I think I had number three come out a week or a week and a half ago. Uh, well, that's been because I have seriously had to think about this decision in the past week or two, folks. Largely due to an impressive showing from Mr. Someone throughout training camp in the preseason. Um, But after much thought, it was a toughie. I really didn't know how I was going to go about this, but uh, I think it makes the most sense to have coming in at number two on my Blackhawks Summer 2022 Top 10 Prospect list is none other than defenseman Kevin Korchinski. The seventh overall selection in the 2022 NHL Draft in a massive standout from the past few weeks during training camp and in the preseason. And I really thought about putting Korczynski number one, especially because, well, now you all know Lucas Reichel will be coming in at number one. I'll have still a whole segment come out for him. But with what we saw out of Korczynski this preseason, I mean being two years younger than Lucas Reichel, he might already be ahead of him. I don't know. It's it's really tough. Lucas Reichel is clearly the more established player, but with what Kevin Korchinski showed us already as an 18-year-old, two years, two full years behind Lucas Reichel, I mean, it's undoubtedly impressive. And even how close it is, even the thought, even the fact that I had to think about who was going to come in at number one after, you know, what we saw at of Lucas Reichel at the Tom Curvers Prospect Showcase, I think everyone said Oh, yeah, Lucas Reichel, by and large, top prospect in the Blackhawks organization. But Kevin Korchinski, with the speed and just the smoothness and his ability to carry the puck up the ice, make the right first read, dance around defenders to open up lanes, he's got a good shot on him, too, that he makes look effortless and cycles the puck well in the offensive zone. He's got great awareness. I love how he can already walk the blue line. I mean... I'm ecstatic about the future of Kevin Korczynski. I know he's still got some room to grow defensively and uh, physically. He's got to, you know, gain some weight and become a little bit more mature. Uh, he's still only 18, though, but he's got some good size. He's got the foundation. He's six foot two, still only a buck 85. He can close in on 200 and kind of make himself maybe a little bit more physical. I don't ever expect him to be someone who's throwing massive hits, but, you know, if he can become a little rugged, along the boards and in front of his net, that's going to help. That's going to go a long way in terms of helping his overall defense, because that's certainly the part of the game that he needs to work on the most. But other than that, everything has been an A-plus for me about Korchinski. I mean, the skating, I can't recall ever seeing a defenseman, at least for the Blackhawks, can't remember seeing a defenseman like Kevin, who could skate as well as Kevin Korchinski. And this is an 18-year-old. Like, He can absolutely fly out there. And we heard Seth Jones talk about how great his skating was and how confident he is for being 18. I mean, some of the plays he was making in those preseason games were like very confident NHL-type plays, like no-lookers behind the net to the center where there's an open man. Like He was just making very mature plays for being a young 18-year-old. And yeah, of course, the highlight of the preseason was that literal perfect saucer pass to set up Lucas Reichel for a breakaway. There were a lot of incredible flashes out of Kevin Korczynski, and he made me think hard about who I was going to have at number one in my top 10 prospects list. I really thought about it in the last couple of weeks, folks, but I think Korczynski still has a lot to prove. He's only two years into his WHL career, and these are preseason games. And I'm going to value Lucas Reichel's season that he had last year in the AHL over what Kevin Korczynski did in a couple of preseason games. So That's why I have Korczynski coming in at number two. He's going back to the Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL, where, uh, as I already mentioned, he's got two seasons under his belt there, helped lead Seattle all the way to the WHL championship last year, where they unfortunately came up short to the absolute wagon that was Jalen Lipin and the Edmonton Oil Kings. I mean, Edmonton just pummeled through everybody in the WHL postseason, but Korczynski was a big reason why, the Seattle Thunderbirds made it to the WHL championship in 67 regular season games. He had 65 points, four goals, and 61 assists. I'd like to see him work on the goal scoring ability a little bit more. And as I already mentioned, I was impressed with his shot. So I think it's pretty obvious that he knows uh, that's something that he's got to work on in the next couple of years before making the jump to the next level full time. So It should be an absolutely massive year for Kevin Korchinski in the WHL. Like, he should be skating circles around those guys out there. And I'm really uh, excited to watch him from afar along the way. But it was a close call, Blackhawks fans. I really had to think who I wanted to have at number one. But uh, ultimately, I did value Lucas Reichel's AHL, full AHL season, where he was a point-per-game player more so than what Korchinski has done in the WHL, and in the preseason. So for that, those reasons, that's why I have Kevin Korczynski coming in at number two on my Blackhawks Summer 2022 Top 10 Prospects list. All right, folks, I think that is going to wrap up Wednesday. It's Tuesday. Tuesday, October 4th episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now And go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, you gotta be sure to go and check out. I got the coffee hiccups. You gotta be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast to get all caught up on everything that went down in the NHL offseason. It's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again. Thank you all for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you can also check me out on my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Your team every day.